Welcome to the Tech League Coaching Network podcast. This is episode number 17. The Tech League Coaching Network is an informal, community-based, open-source network of tech leads where we support each other through in-person workshops, peer-to-peer, one-to-one tech league coaching, all free and volunteer-based. We hope you'll join us. We focus on the tech lead role, that first-level leadership position, which you find a lot in software engineering, but you could also find in related fields like systems engineering, security, QA, data science, and etc. We focus on it because, let's be honest, it's just a terribly hard role for most people. You're making a transition from an individual contributor to having to navigate all these complicated, unpredictable humans, and yet still be really technical in a fairly ambiguous role. Worse, you probably aren't getting enough support or training in the role, so I want to build this community to support each other. You could be listening because you want to be a tech lead, you are a tech lead, or you manage tech leads, just to name three possible reasons. We do this podcast with the hope that it will be a useful thing for the community members to stay involved and feel connected, but also for a little marketing and to share some ideas more broadly. Today is Tuesday, March 12, 2019, and it's finally getting sunny in Los Angeles. I thought we'd do something a little different today and literally take a few pages out of Pat Kwa's book. Today we're going to dive into a profile from Patrick Kwa's Talking with Tech Leads. If you recall, if you recall this is a short book that Pat wrote when he was a tech lead at ThoughtWorks, the leading enter- one of the leading enterprise consulting companies where I started but never really finished the interview process, maybe regrettably. So in this book, Pat basically reproduces short interviews with various tech leads. These are great for me to talk through and feature because they're already public and I don't have to break any confidences to do it. The first one I picked, somewhat randomly, was from Ebony Pierce. I think she was a tech lead at ThoughtWorks at the time, or was, but I'm not totally clear from the book. I know she had a pretty good-sized team of nine developers working on or in the Microsoft ASP slash .NET stack. I remember this book was written about six years ago. In her profile, she's describing primarily the tra- transition from a developer on the team to being a tech lead and how she needs a wider skill set. She says the hardest shift was from, quote, working alongside people to managing them. It is sometimes difficult to separate the two because as a team player, you cover for a coworker if you know they are lacking, but as a lead, you're responsible for getting things done, and you really have to change the way you look at things. I wanted to highlight that because that was one of my biggest challenges when I made the transition myself. My feeling was also like, oh crap, these people also know that I'm not the strongest developer in the world, and now I'm somehow making decisions for them. Um, some of the other challenges she mentions that might be interesting to explore include um, going from managing my, she said, quote, going from managing my own work to the work of others. Uh, Two, monitoring how I speak to individuals to minimize misunderstandings. Three, drawing a distinct line between the professional and personal conversations, I guess. Um, Four, reframing conversations so as not to offend anyone. Um, Next is ensuring deadlines aren't slipping. Um, The next one is motivating developers to press forward but making sure they're not too thinly stretched. Sounds like a good manager. Um, And then finally, she mentions later in the section that Having a, quote, thick skin, unquote, is important. Now, I don't know Ebony, and I can only interpret what's written and have to fill in a lot of blanks in my mind, but 
there are a few themes that seem to pop out to me that I thought I would try to put through the Pareto skills filter, so to speak, our, our list of five Pareto skills that we focus here, which is, let me recite it from the top, strong listening, um, taking initiative, setting visions and framing them correctly, um, tracking and adjusting, and then your individual growth mindset. Let's go through the things that popped out to me anyway, and then you can share your thoughts with me directly if you like. First, at least four times she emphasizes that she was concerned about communication, um, raising issues like avoiding misunderstandings, drawing boundaries, trying not to offend people, and maybe most importantly, having a thick skin. This could have just been a moment in time for her, maybe on a tough project or a conflict-ridden team, or just there was maybe just a lot of pressure on her. But I, I do have some thoughts. Um, first, I strongly believe that most communications can be or communication problems can be solved if you really ramp up your listening skills, especially misunderstandings or times when you offend people. Listening is capability number one in our matrix, and we try to coach tech leads from focusing only on listening for content to a more holistic content oriented or con- I'm sorry context oriented um, approach all the way up to something like that's closer to empathic listening. I can really only speculate, but I really wonder if, especially given that she was a new tech lead when this was written, if some of the concerns she raised came from conflicts and communications with the team. If I were coaching her, I'd be asking her a lot of questions about what she heard from the team and what was really said, see if we can kind of rewind some of those conversations and look for some extra cues or, or contextual information. The flip side of listening is framing tasks in terms of a vision. Again, I have no idea what Ebony was going through, but I wonder about the vision that she was sharing with her team for each of the projects. In terms of maturity, was it a clear vision? Was it compelling? How often was she repeating it and adapting it to the needs of the moment? Was she including others in creating the vision? She could have been doing all these things right. I'm just raising the kind of questions I would have asked, and obviously I don't have the answers to those right now. Um, But I think it's true that if people feel heard and the vision is clear, compelling and articulate, articulated frequently, a lot of the unproductive conflict in communication and teams can often be solved. Now, ThoughtWorks draws pretty strong talent, so some of the conflict on those teams was probably fairly productive. Conflicts about the best ideas or how to solve problems, but sometimes those conflicts go from useful to unproductive, and listening and vision framing correctly will help you to still between the two. Also, remember a few episodes ago that I said it's okay to tell people what to do. There are good and bad ways to do this, but really it's a core skill where it's basically like a job requirement you need. And if I were coaching Ebony, I'd be exploring her capabilities in this area as well. Maybe she was anxious about doing those kind of conversations or having those hard conversations since she was new to the role. On the other hand, maybe she was too too heavy-handed about it. Exploring how she walks up to those moments is really key for our coaching session. Finally, she mentions that the managing aspect of the role is hard. If we were talking to Ebony, we'd be curious what aspects of management are hard for her. We have a pretty straightforward tracking and adjusting capability that might help her navigate it, or maybe the management was a concern because the miscommunications were intermingled with her her assessment. Anyway, Just wanted to talk through Ebony's experience. This book was written a relatively long time ago now, and it was just one point in time for her, so I'm not picking on her, and I'm sure she's gotten many more years of experience and probably learned a ton from those experiences. She could very well be the person I'd want to work for these days. 
So in summary, I wanted to share Ebony's experience for you with you for two reasons. First, so you know you're not at all alone in these experiences as a tech lead. These are pretty common shared experiences. Second, to see if you are experiencing some of the same challenges and if you think the coaching approach we have might help, because we certainly weren't around when Ebony wrote this. If so, we'd definitely love to help out. There's certainly pretty... These experiences are pretty consistent with the experiences I personally had as a tech lead, and I bet they're similar to yours. So please share directly with me at michael at techleadcoaching.com. We're on a mission, tech leads. Our mission is to increase the happiness and effectiveness of our whole community. No matter where you are in your tech lead journey, I want you to consider joining us. You can join online at techleadcoaching.com. As I said, it's completely free, and you can join at the Lurker level if you just want to stay in touch, get weekly updates, and other interesting tidbits from us. And there are other levels, too, like the Coach and Tech Lead levels when you're ready. Again, it's all volunteer-based. So join however you're comfortable, but I do hope you'll join us. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it helpful or at least interesting, and I'm glad you're on the journey with us. Subscribe to this podcast. Give us an awesome rating if you can so we can reach more people. And have an amazing Tuesday, Tech Leads.